The following program is brought to you by Christy Mandelow, board-certified divorce coach. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Mendelo is here to be your go-to educational, informational, and inspirational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a Christian board-certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. She and her guests will bring you important insight and information, helping you make better decisions through and beyond the process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, all giving you hope and reassurance that you'll be okay. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Mendelo starts now. And here's your host, Christy Mendelo. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Mendelo. I'm so glad you're here with us today or whenever you're listening. You are in for a show full of helpful information, so stay tuned. Have you ever wondered about the mistakes made in divorce? Maybe you've made some of them. Maybe you've heard stories about them, and maybe the topic of divorce has come up for you and you are afraid of making them. No matter where you are in the divorce process, now is the time to learn about mistakes that are often made. Why? With awareness of them and knowledge about what to do instead, you can potentially avoid them and make better decisions along the way. And that's what we want for you. We kicked off a short series last week entitled The Five Biggest Mistakes in Divorce. We talked about the mistakes in general that people make as they traverse divorce. If you missed that show, you can listen to it and any of the now more than 150 episodes of the Divorce Coaching Hour at your convenience after it airs. You can find those shows at thedivorcecoachinghour.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, we'll be talking more about mistakes. Specifically, we'll talk about the five biggest financial mistakes in divorce. And there might even be a bonus one covered, so stay tuned. Folks, often we don't even want to think that we could make a mistake. But let me remind you, we're human and mistakes are a part of life and they are definitely a part of divorce. And we don't want you to make those mistakes. So, If divorce is on your radar, and although we hope it's not, these shows are for you or someone you know who might be navigating divorce. And today, Kaylin Campbell is here with us as our financial specialist. Folks, you are in for a treat. Kaylin is a breath of fresh air. She's a Baylor University grad and with a Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering. Now, you might be saying, wait, What does mechanical engineering have to do with divorce? Let me explain. Kayla knew she loved math and problem solving, but she knew she did not, and that's emphasized, folks, want to be an engineer. So she decided to pursue a career in financial planning. Today, she specializes in insurance, helping people and businesses protect things that matter most. I can definitely hear the math and problem solving in that. More specifically, she works with people considering or going through divorce through the necessary steps to make sound financial decisions. And she does that with a heart for those touched by divorce, as she is a child of multiple divorce scenarios. 
Before we learn more, I want to remind you that this show is for those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and also for friends and family of those divorcing. So really, it's for anyone, as it can be an overwhelming life event for everyone involved. And I also want to remind you that we're not here to coach you to get a divorce or give you legal advice or really necessarily give you financial advice. What we are here to do is to walk the path with you no matter where it may lead. My guest and I are here to help you make better decisions in this time and beyond, to provide you information and resources, to give you ideas about how to be your best self in a time that can bring out your worst, and to give you hope. Speaking of, please join me in our Divorce Coaching Hour prayer. Father, thank you for bringing us here today to talk about one of the difficulties we face in life, divorce. We know that you know that divorce breaks our hearts as it does yours. We're here to walk the path with those traversing divorce with you as our guide. Help us to speak to those hurting hearts and confused minds tossed about by divorce. Please help us to provide them helpful information, insight, and ideas that can help them make the very best decisions possible for their families and for themselves today and in the future. Please help us to bring comfort, support, and hope to all those who are listening. And please, Father, let the words we say be yours, not ours. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. And now, Kaylin, welcome. Ready to dive in? I am. So grateful to be here. Thanks for having me, Christine. I'm so glad that you are. And uh, as we prepared for the show uh, and, you know, really tried to evaluate what are the top five biggest mistakes in divorce. I say top five. It's really just the five biggest mistakes in the financial area of divorce. Uh, You really brought some great topics that we will cover today. But before we get into that, uh, I want to learn a little bit more about your journey. And specifically, um, will you tell us a little bit more about the work you do so we have a little better understanding? Yeah, of course. Um, Mainly, the big focus here is kind of like you said, to walk with people through all of the different things that divorce can bring to your financial world. Sit down and go through everything from gathering documents and looking at statements and and taking a real 30,000-foot view of what that picture looks like and the potential impacts uh, that a divorce can have in all the different ways. Um, And and point out, out along the way some of the things that you may not see coming, whether it be from a protection aspect or an income aspect, and and really just help guide people through making the best decisions for them. I love that. And it's it's important to take that 30,000-foot view. And a lot of people, I think human nature, it's like we, we get into the details so quickly. And when we're in that those details, we really can't see the proverbial forest for the trees type of thing. And and so we get a little lost and and we forget to look towards the future. I'm always talking about these decisions now can affect five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road. And more importantly, what you said of those things that essentially they may not be aware of. So you're bringing it to their attention. Hey, let's look at the big picture. Now let's start breaking it down. And so that you can be aware of you know, what we need to evaluate, the choices you need to make. And then finally, you said, guide them. And I think a lot of people, uh, you know, well, today you go to the internet and trust everything that's out there, 
great information on the internet, but not someone like yourself who has this extensive experience and specifically working in the divorce field. Because there's, wouldn't you agree, there's a lot to really look at. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, they say stress is a lot like grief in that you can't always think through all of the details uh, without your emotions getting in the way. And so we really come in to you know, be that kind of guidepost and have really logical conversations about about what that looks like. Well, maybe you can't see it because, you know, you're in the middle of a really difficult time. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and I like that. Stress is a lot like grief and divorce is a stress. And so <laughs> last week we talked about the five general mistakes in divorce. And very quickly we said those were being unprepared in general um, and that's kind of a big header over everything. We said financial mistakes were at the top, and of course, that's why we're devoting an entire show to that today. We also said not knowing our the divorce law per state, and that's critical. So right now, we're coming to you from Texas, and so some of the things we may talk about may be related to Texas, uh, and, and so you'll want to know specifically regards to your state what the law is there. And then one thing we talked about as well was uh, dating before divorce. And then last but not least, not taking care of yourself. That's also a big mistake. So those, again, are mistakes in general. Today, again, we're talking about the financial mistakes. Kaylin, can you just run down very quickly, top level, 30,000 foot, the top five financial mistakes that you would say people make? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in order for me, the first is, you know, not knowing what you have and and what you could be responsible for. Uh, Second is understanding your liquidity and your assets. Uh, Third is being properly protected. Fourth is planning for your future income and expenses. And then fifth is updating your paperwork. And then we have a little bonus one at the very end here that is understanding your potential tax implications. So those are really really the big topics that come into play uh, financially for for divorce. Yeah. And and, and so I know we've kind of joked, too, when I've asked people to share the five biggest mistakes, they they laugh and they're like, only five. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. There could be many more. But based on your experience... Uh, these are in order, and I noticed you mentioned them specifically, and we do have that bonus one of number six. And so we have a little bit of time. Maybe we can um, just lightly touch on number one before we go to the break. Uh, in about a minute or so, what would not knowing what you have be? Yeah, of course. So really what that looks like is gathering all of the pertinent information and where people tend to mess up here is not knowing what all that pertinent information can be, Um, especially when, you know, in a lot of situations, one spouse takes care of all the finances, one maybe knows less about it. There has to be a division of duty somewhere. And so when it comes to being able to separate those things, unfortunately, um, the, the big first step here is making sure that you have it all together to look at. Um, that includes things like previous year's tax returns, mortgage documents, credit card statements, any other debt or lines of credit, uh, any savings, investment, or retirement accounts, any life insurance policies, any other policy declaration pages, um, any other property that was co-signed. Just making sure we get all of our documents together and knowing what we're looking at. Yeah, and we've often said on shows before when we've touched on the financial aspect of divorce is this is really what we should have 
together anyway, the all the details in one place, but knowing the reality of life, we probably don't. And and you said right there that there's got to be a division of um, uh, work somehow, someplace. Uh, and, and so oftentimes it goes to one spouse that handles the finances. And so is there anything that you could suggest, forms, tools that someone could, uh, if divorce has touched their life, they could start uh, use to help them gather this information now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are plenty of tools out there uh, as far as budgeting is concerned and, and lists of, of what those documents look like. We call them fact finders. Um, most uh, financial bodies of some kind will be able to provide that uh, as included. And then there's plenty of resources you already have, you know, your online logins to your bank accounts that have statements for the things you pay for, maybe using those to start to help gather your resources. Um, But those would be the first two places I would look for sure. So knowing what you have, getting it all down in one place, starting now, whether divorce is a topic of conversation or not, folks, we're talking to Kaylin Campbell. She is a financial specialist, uh, specifically in the area of insurance, and we're going to be getting to that, but she's got uh, some really great tips uh, here for us so that we don't make the five biggest mistakes in divorce related to finances. Stay tuned. We'll hear more. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. Achieving the best outcome in divorce can be extremely tough when alcohol abuse is part of the process, especially around co-parenting. But there's help with remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to prove their sobriety. Soberlink uses real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection to ensure accurate and reliable results. With Soberlink, you can be confident that your kids are with a sober parent. Visit Soberlink.com backslash DCH. There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. You've heard him on the show and gained valuable insight from him. And now get ready for more. I'm so excited that licensed professional counselor Tom Stevens is partnering with us to spread the word that life can get better. Tom and his wife, Jill, have been providing quality mental health for over 25 years. And friends, that's their passion. Search Tom Stevens Counseling on YouTube and Facebook for lots of great video content that will help you and your family. And to schedule an appointment with Tom, visit his website at TomStevens.us. That's TomStevens.us. 
If you've gone through or are going through divorce, you know it can leave you in a dark financial hole, feeling very confused and afraid. But there's hope. Her Sherman is a financial coach and works with those navigating the financial decisions of divorce. Whether it's eliminating debt or creating your financial wellness, you want Hirsch on your team. Hirsch's easy process helps you see the reality of your financial situation and make better decisions. Stop the suffering and get out of that financial black hole. Contact Hirsch today. Go to lifecycle.financial. That's lifecycle.financial. You'll be so grateful you did. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour, and we're focusing on the five biggest mistakes in divorce over a couple of shows, and really ultimately it's because we want you to be aware of them. When you gain that awareness, uh, our intent for you to have that is that your eyes are open to them. Uh, Your eyes are wide open, and hopefully being aware, you won't make the mistakes. And Today, specifically, we're focusing in on the five biggest financial mistakes. And we've got Kaylin Campbell here with us. She is helping us understand what those uh, financial mistakes are. And she mentioned something in the first segment that it's that these mistakes are in a particular order, one through five. And oh, by the way, we've got a bonus one, number six. So stay tuned for that. Uh, so Kaylin, I'm just wondering, why would they be in order as related to the five biggest financial mistakes? Yeah, great question, Christy. Um, the, the main reason that we have an order here is because number two, understanding your liquidity and your assets really kind of falls into number three and number four, right? If you don't understand those things, how are you going to be able to uh, be properly protected and worry about your future income and be able to have those planning conversations? If we haven't really talked about what does your liquidity look like? What are your assets? How are those divided? So that's why um, there's a particular order there. So going back to the first segment, you had mentioned taking this 30,000 foot look. And so that's kind of, I drew, as you were talking, I drew a funnel and thinking, okay, so this is what we need to know. We've got to kind of take that 30,000 uh, foot look and we're looking at all, number one, gathering all the information and then you're going to kind of sift through that. And part of that, we've got to know your liquidity and assets because that really shapes the next two things. So tell us a little bit more about the liquidity and assets. Right. So what happens here is now, now kind of like you said, you gather on all of your documents, we're reviewing. And the next thing that really happens is how those things are divided, right? And unfortunately, that's what happens in a divorce. You sit down and you have to divide all the things that, that came from that union up together. And what you want to look at after that fact is what assets did you walk away with? How liquid are they? And then we can start to funnel down even further, like you mentioned, into that planning. So one thing we really want to break down is what those two words mean, um, because some, some people may not know or know in this context, Right. So liquidity would be assets that you can access the value to, right? Cash accounts, bank accounts, savings accounts, things that are easy to get a hold of and use if you need them on your monthly basis, the things you pay your bills with. Uh, While illiquid assets are things that are maybe a little difficult to use to a lot difficult to use, right? Whether it's property that has a value, but you can't, turn your house in tomorrow and pay your bills with it or uh, fine art or jewelry or other assets that funds are maybe tied up in that you really don't have access to right now. 
and, and learning how to use those and access them appropriately without creating any other issues. Yeah. And so I just want to clarify there. So liquidity, um, cash, as you said, you can access the value like now. Um, did I understand you to say illiquid, like I-L-L? Yes, illiquid. Oh, okay. <laughs> kind of makes you sick. You can't get that out. So that's the way I'm putting it in my mind. Uh, <laughs> that's so, a good way. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, uh, next week we're going to have some uh, real estate uh, specialists on the um, on the show with us. And that's a challenge, I know, in divorce because oftentimes we think, well, you know, we can just easily sell the house and get those assets. But that's not so much the case. That's delayed. And so I, that's why those would be in the illiquid. I guess it would make you a little bit sick that you can't get those funds. Um, but something that came to mind, so I, I think I heard you mention like working with people maybe after the divorce, but I can see why they would want to consult with you now if, if they're in a consideration phase of divorce uh, and so that they can get that lay of the land and understand because if they don't even know what liquidity and illiquidity means, then that awareness can help shape uh, the decisions as they come to the table to mediate divorce. What do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah. So an example that I use often is in, in the midst of those decision-making processes, right? If you are awarded or divided assets that are all illiquid, you have a more immediate issue right after the fact, right? So say you are awarded the home, that's great. You maybe didn't work while your spouse worked for so many years and you're entitled to part of their retirement earnings. So you get that in what we call a qualified domestic relations order. They come over, but they have to remain in the account. Well, that's also illiquid, especially if you're under age 59 and a half. So now you immediately have an issue because while you have what we say a net worth, right, you have assets that you own, you can't access any of them. So next month's bills will still be due. And what do you do about that? Right. So it's these things to think about kind of beforehand in the midst of how am I going to make it through this short term? How am I going to, what am I going to do next? the next step before we get to those longer term steps where those things can maybe come into play. Yeah. Story comes to mind back when we started the show, uh, gosh, going on four years ago, I had someone who actually, um, she focuses in on um, pets. She has a outreach for pets and so forth. And, and I brought her on to talk about even to the details, uh, the details within divorce, there's separation of pets. Right. And, and we were talking about, who gets what in the divorce? And she shared a story about someone who was just determined on about winning in the divorce and wanted everything, wanted the house, wanted the pets. And so this particular person got all those things and within uh, six months, a short amount of time, had to be coming back to the outreach and saying, I can't handle the pets, can't take care of them physically, can't take care of them uh, financially, and oh, by the way, lost the house. And so sometimes we're so focused on winning that we don't think about uh, the immediate needs, the shorter-term needs of that liquidity. And so I think definitely just another reason why you need a guide. So we want to make sure we're covering all of them. And so that takes us to the third one. And what is that, Kaylin? Yeah, so that is going to be being properly protected. Talk to us about that. What does that mean? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So there are a couple of uh, dynamics here yet again that come into play. Um, As far as protection is concerned, we look at it uh, in two main ways. The first is 
our right now protection, our income protection. You are, your life, your ability to earn an income is your most valuable asset. Over your lifetime, you have the potential to earn up to right millions of dollars, depending on your salary and your wages and what you do. And if something happens, especially now in a single ownership home, a single parent family, um, you become the sole source of income, even along with, you know, things like alimony and child support, that income becomes ever more important. And so we want to make sure that that income is properly protected. So if you get sick or injured or have a long-term effect to your ability to make that income, um, it's taken care of. And so we look at that first. Wow. Um, yeah. I can see the, I just have a quick question on that. I can see the vulnerability there and we may not think about that. So how would you protect the income of a single parent? Yeah. So we have um, planning strategies around long-term disability protection, um, which like I said, if you were to become sick or injured, we're able to set up a plan that makes up for most of that income. Usually not all, but we can structure so that it makes up enough that you can, you know, live. Maybe you have to cut down on some discretionary things, but you're able to keep on top of your financial requirements, even though that you had, um, you know, an unfortunate event occur. Yeah, it's just that, that I, I guess, the steps you take so that you're not so exposed. And, and one of the things I I would guess a lot of people would, would go to when you say long-term disability insurance, they may be thinking, well, I don't need it right now. And isn't that a lot of money? What would you say to that? Yeah, it's actually really funny that you bring that up. Um, most people think that, right? Well, I'm young, I'm healthy, or or maybe you're not young, you're still healthy, and that's not going to happen to me. I work in an office. Um, but the, the real true statistic is that 50% of people over 35 will at some point experience a long-term disability of three months or longer before they're age 65. And what we can look at, what what we do in these kind of consults is we sit down and project out how that short, even disabling event can really affect your overall ability to earn an income throughout your life. And it it gets pretty drastic. Yeah. And we we want to ward off that. What else should we know about being properly protected? Yeah. The other two things are, one, if you are receiving uh, a child support protection or funds for your children from one spouse or the other, you want to make sure that those kids are taken care of if either one of you were to pass away, right? So this is usually done with less expensive, usually simplified issue term coverage that lasts until the children are um, of age, right? They're off on their own um, and covers at least the amount over time of that child support fund so that if something were to happen, you know, your kids are set up correctly and it's a nominal fee for what, what it could be if you don't have it. So that is one thing that we always look at. And then the second is, you know, using... The, the insurance planning strategies that we have on a longer term scale, and we can get more into this in number four, to help save in big ways that can help affect mitigating taxes later on, um, income that you're receiving later on in life, and, and so having that kind of long-term plan um, benefit at the end. So those are the other two really big important things to look at when, we, when it comes to protection of, you know, your new life. <laughs> Yeah, well, and I love what you just said there, your new life. And and a lot of people try to hold on to the old life and the fact of it's it's changed and what's going to need to change with it. There are some areas that have now been exposed and there is more risk because you are a single parent or whatever it may be or, and or you're the spouse that is going to be providing the the child support. And so where that really takes me to is 
why we need to be aware of these matters is, again, this dis- these decisions that we're being asked to make <laughs> at this time in a very tumultuous time, we, not, we may not be where we can make the best decisions. But when we focus on the future, we focus on something greater than ourselves like our kids, we can help uh, reassure the future for our children. We can provide a better safety net for them and reduce that exposure. Folks, we're talking about the five biggest financial mistakes in divorce. Again, our intent is for you to be aware of them and so that you can at least just begin to think about what what you need to think about. We, we talk about often being your thinking partner, and that's what we're doing is we're helping you think about these things so then you can learn more information, make better decisions. Come on back. We're going to hear more. Here's today's two-minute tip. Last week, we focused on the five biggest mistakes in general in divorce. One of those mistakes was not taking care of yourself during the divorce process. That's an important one and one I thought I should highlight this week. Why? Because it's a real outcome of divorce. Friends, divorce is not easy. That's the bottom line. It's a life crisis that has far-reaching effects. It's a loss. And when loss happens, our bodies react. And when they do, we often go into fight, flight, or freeze. And when that happens, we don't sleep well, we don't eat, our thinking is impaired, and we have trouble with making good decisions. Folks, a lot of decisions must be made in divorce. It's a bit wild to think at a time that you need to be at your best to make the best decisions for your family and for you, you may be at your worst. Exhausted, depleted, and poorly nourished. Being so does not help you make good decisions. So what can you do? Make a plan. How will you make sure to get enough sleep? How will you make sure to choose healthy foods? Even if smoothies are all you feel like consuming, do that. Eat something. Hydrate. Nap when you need to. And if you can't sleep, turn to your Bible and read God's Word. Here's an idea that may be nourishing. Read Proverbs. There are 31 Proverbs in the Bible. How about reading one a day? And memorize verses so that when you are feeling that fight, flight, or freeze, you can repeat them. Here's one from Proverbs that may be helpful. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. And get help. Find a therapist, a coach, or both. You will be supported through the process. And while I can't guarantee it, you will feel better, take better care of yourself, and you might very well have a much better outcome than you would otherwise have. And if I can support you, please email me at christy at christymendelow.com. And remember to keep listening each week for another two-minute tip, all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. God bless you. And we're back. The Divorce Coaching Hour. We're here with Kaylin Campbell. We're talking the five biggest financial mistakes in divorce. And we are talking about that because we want you to be aware of these mistakes. These mistakes uh, can be made in the divorce because, folks, there are, uh, if you think there are a lot of um, um, decisions that need to be made in divorce, double that or triple that. <laughs> and I'm not saying it lightly. It's just that's the fact of the matter. And and it's at a time when your mind is maybe not thinking as clearly as it typically 
would be because you're in an emotional state and you're doing something that probably you've never done before. You're getting lots of advice from a lot of different people, maybe not objective people. You're wondering, you're in the what ifs, you're in the I can't even believe this is happening type of thing. And so we're here wanting to bring awareness to these topics about your finances. Divorce is a lot uh, involves a lot of financial decisions. And so Kaylin's here helping us with this. And and it was uh, interesting on the break, we were talking and Kaylin said, that was a perfect lead into number four. And I'm like, what did I say? <laughs> and, and she said this. And, and so I said, I'm just going to turn it over to you. You take it away, Kaylin, number four. Yeah, what I thought was so perfect, Christy, is you mentioning, you know, making decisions now in a difficult time that have a really long-term effect. And so we go back to that funnel analogy, right? We're sitting in this position. We have all of our documents gathered. We have to make a decision about how it's split up right now. Then we have to think about the short-term effects of that. How am I going to make it next month? How am I going to pay my bills right now? So that we can make those decisions for the rest of our life in the long term. And they all really layer on top of each other. And it was just so perfect because number four is planning for future income and expenses. And so... I'm just really excited to be able to, uh, you know, kind of delve into that a little bit. Yeah, and and thanks for putting that back into the analogy of the funnel because when we have those word pictures, that can really help us. And two things I wrote down there, there's there's not we don't just want those short term uh, decisions. Um, uh, you to be aware of those and make those. We want to help you with those long term decisions. And so, this is one that we don't necessarily think about. And I will tell you, and I often share from my own personal experience, because I was in such a haze, I didn't necessarily make those decisions. Now, there weren't, uh, I don't know that the Divorce Coaching Hour, at least this show, uh, didn't exist back then. I wasn't aware of uh, divorce coaches. I went to an attorney, and I was such in a fog. And so to even begin to think about a quadro would make me probably stick my head in the sand. Talk to me a little bit more about number four that's properly planning for the future. Yeah, so um, there are a couple of things that can affect what this looks like, right? And you mentioned the quadro, which is perfect. If you are under age 59 and a half and you're awarded this quadro and you begin to use it without any proper advisement or structuring, you start to build up a lot of taxes and penalties and really you're not getting the best the best bang for that buck, right? So you want to come in and make sure that after we've figured out your, your short-term income status, right, how we're going to make it work now, we got to look at what assets you were awarded, what your financial picture looks like post-divorce, because obviously in that relationship, you've made a plan at some point. You are going to retire like this. We're saving this way. You've had these discussions. And now that has to look a lot different. And what does saving need to look like now to accomplish the goals that you want for yourself? And how do we maybe use assets or settlements or funds that are coming in to help structure that? A lot of which comes into play, like I said, in the tax bucket conversation and in you know, those long-term investment vehicles that can really help um, mold what that looks like for the rest of your life. I love that question. How are we going to make it work now? And that makes me think there should be a secondary question to it. How are we going to make it work in the future? And so that seems like if if you were to take one thing away from this section, maybe jot that down, folks, is dive into that. How am I going to make it work now? That What does that speak to? The short term. How am I going to make it work in the future? And that speaks to the long term. 
Yeah, um, a lot of what this gets to look like is also fun, right? You get to decide again for yourself what that what you want that to look like for yourself. You know, if it's traveling or if it's just being at home with your grandkids or whatever that looks like, we need to take into account your income coming in now, your income potential in the future, and the funds that we need to make those goals happen. Um, a lot of what we see now, and I'll, I'll just bring this up for a quick second here, is the concept of our gray divorce, right? You're closer to retirement age than you are to employment age, but your income potential is lower. So we need to have a, a conversation maybe more upfront than those who have a longer earning potential timeline because we have, we have less to work with as far as time is concerned in building up those assets. So that becomes a really important conversation to have, not only with people like myself, but you know, other financial team members as well um, and really structuring that so that you can live the goals that you want. Yeah. So two things on there on that of, did you say fun? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> it's a stretch, but we'll go with it. That, well, and the reason I want to bring that out is that's probably the last thing that's on people's minds because they're focused on the emotions and what they're losing. But in fact, we we spoke to it earlier, the new life. We are building a new life. We're building a different life. And uh, yes, the, the gray divorce can play in, in there as well. And, and so we may need to think a, in a shorter time frame. Unfortunately, those are gray and silver divorces are on the rise, but that doesn't mean that, that, that doesn't mean we can't have fun. And that doesn't mean that we can't look at that. So some of the things as you rebuild your life um, or rather, you know, build your life in a new way, looking forward, not looking at the past so that you can be the best person that you can be coming through this divorce for everyone. You still got a life to live. So I think it's very important that you mention fun, um, especially when we're working with finances, because a lot of people yeah. might think that it's not so much fun. And so um, so if you will, just recap number four again for us before we move to the next one. Yeah, so the biggest thing about number four is recognizing what your income potential for the future looks like, defining what your long-term financial goals are, and setting up a, a strategy to accomplish those goals with your new um, financial layout now, you know, post-divorce. And that's some great problem solving there. I know that's your forte. <laughs> so tell us about what is number five. Yeah, so number five um, is just a little bit of a wrap up. It's sometimes the thing that people forget because we're not directly talking about the money here, right? But it's still equally as important. And that's wanting to make sure that all your paperwork is updated. Um, so just kind of a non-comprehensive list here is any beneficiaries that you have, whether it be on insurance policies um, or anything else, making sure that those are listed as the correct people. Um, any joint account ownership uh, that has occurred, we want to make sure that that is dissolved properly. Any retirements or investment accounts, 401ks, uh, work benefits, anything like that is all changed over. And then any wills, trusts, estate planning items, if you have any powers of attorney or medical directives, we want to make sure that all of those, all of those things that are just kind of boring paperwork items right now get, get switched over because um, if something happens later on down the road and, and maybe you're not around to help fix it, it gets to be pretty messy uh, for those you care about. Yeah, and I get it. Uh, and, and you use the words boring paperwork. And it can be completely boring, uh, but it can be so um, 
Oh, it can it can cause a lot of problems and therefore not so boring uh, where you have to kind of move into crisis mode to take care of it. And so I, I know it may seem like tedious work, but getting a list of those items, if you're a list person, and then just slowly checking them off as you have time um, and, and probably making this an equal priority because what you don't want to have happen is, you know, the, the divorce is final and... You haven't updated the paperwork and something happens to you. And and I've had people, I've spoken to people before, hey, I didn't get this document updated and now my ex-spouse has passed or something has happened and I'm trying to get this money back. And it's because we didn't stay with that paperwork. Are there any resources or lists that you have or you know of, Kaylin, that can help people kind of check check off these items? Yeah, that was a, um, a perfect uh, question to ask. I was just sitting here thinking about, you know, the best way to be able to do that. And really, to be honest with you, is, is one, just keeping track of all those documents you already had to gather. Um, like we said before, everybody should have it, but we know that, that life happens. So maybe making a better decision after the fact now and then maintaining the relationships with the people that create them for you, right? So if I know that my client has had a child or has gotten a divorce or has gotten married, I'm more able to reach out and say, hey, have you thought about this? Have you looked at your paperwork? Have we done a review? And, and having kind of that accountability partner for the people who know, know what's going on and know how to help facilitate those things for you. Um, the one thing that I have had to do before, unfortunately, that I don't like is, is help people who have maybe lost someone uh, come back around and dig through and try to figure out what all these things that were set up for them look like just because it, the paperwork wasn't staying on top of. And so um, those are the two best things, right, is just keeping track of your records and, and maintaining the relationships with the people that can help. I love that. And, and and so it kind of it's two people working on one thing. You've got that accountability partner, and you're not in it alone, which we do feel that way in divorce. And so, folks, Always. coming back, segment four, we're going to be getting – uh, hey, I know that number six, that, that sixth mistake. I know you're waiting for it. Coming back, stay tuned. We're here with Kaylin Campbell. Friends, I'm so glad that you were listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour. And there's something I want you to know. I really want you to hear this. I, as a divorce coach and the host of the show, don't advocate for divorce in general. Our goal is to help you glorify God, first and foremost, by helping you save your marriage. The fact of the matter is, is that there are times when a marriage can't be saved. I know, I've been there. And when it can't be saved, we want to walk alongside you through it. We want to help you pick up the fragments, put the pieces together, and help you stand strong and walk courageously through divorce. And I want to share something with you that may help. I'm on another show here on KKHT. I'm honored to be the wingman on Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendelow, where each week, Richard and I talk about the intersection of our faith and the secular world, and together with interesting guests, we shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for Courageous Christianity. It's my belief that Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow can be another resource that you can turn to as you walk this path of significant change in your life. So please join us. You can catch the show on this station, 100.7 FM KKHT, at noon, Central Time, Saturdays, and online at kkht.com as well. Hey, grab your lunch and join us for both shows, back-to-back, 12 p.m. noon for Courageous Christianity and 1 p.m. for the Divorce Coaching Hour. 
You can also find all shows under podcasts under the Programs tab on KKHT.com or on your favorite podcast app. Richard and I hope you'll listen in. As always, if you want to reach me, you can find me at thedivorcecoachinghour.com or email me at christy at christymindelow.com. We are grateful for you joining us each week, and we pray both shows will serve and support you. And we're back to the fourth segment already with the Divorce Coaching Hour. Glad you are listening in today or whenever you are listening, maybe even by podcast. We're talking about the five biggest financial mistakes in divorce, and we're talking with Kaylin Campbell, and she's been giving us some great information from the the, the funnel analogy, the top-level look, the 30,000-foot look, down to the details. And this is really how we need to step through it, one through five. But guess what? There was a sixth uh, financial mistake, so it's the top six biggest mistakes or the sixth biggest mistakes in divorce today. And so, uh, Kaylin, tell us what the sixth mistake is. Yeah, Chrissy, um, number six kind of weaves its way through all of these things, but it is to reach out about the potential tax implications that a divorce can have for you. Um, And I say that pretty lightly because you know that that changes for everybody's specific situation. So we don't want to get into any details here. Um, but definitely know that that's something that is on the plate and that there could be some some potential factors that uh, could play a pretty big role in making some of these decisions. We want to make sure that, that we bring all of the right specialists and all of the right information to the table to get these plans together. I heard you mention reach out to. Who would you suggest people reach out to? Yeah, so for the tax side, you definitely want to look at, you know, an accountant, CPA. We have a partner uh, with our firm, Erin Keys, who is a CPA as well. So definitely just finding that kind of resource um, on that side. And then for any of these structuring items, we're more than happy to help you. And I can kind of go into um, how we can do that if, if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to get your information in just a moment because I know that people will want to reach out to you. Uh, I want to speak just for a moment on those tax implications because when, again, you are in this uh, emotional state, you may not be um, even able to understand some of the information. You may not be able to so-called digest it. And I, I draw back to when I was going through divorce, you know, I thought I was doing the right things. I thought I was taking advice uh, and acting upon it. Unfortunately, with regards to taxes in this particular instance, I had a choice to either file joint taxes or file separate taxes uh, as the divorce was finalizing. It was going to finalize the beginning of the next year. And so I chose to file joint taxes with my ex. And that was not the best decision for me because the implications of it not being paid off afterwards still remained on me. And so it wasn't settled. And so the way that I would have maybe done, um, made a better decision in that point was to go get more information, talk to someone like uh, Kaylin and uh, Aaron, as she mentioned. So Kaylin, um, how would people reach you? if they wanted to talk to you about such tax implications or insurance implications, uh, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. So the first place that you can go is our website, AaronKeysAssociates.com. There's a lot of helpful resources and information on there, though I will warn you it is under construction, so just bear with us a little bit. 
Um, also, my uh, email that you can reach out to, info at AaronKeysAssociates.com, um, or our office line is 281-537-7177. And say uh, email or the contact form on the website is just perfect. And say that phone number again for us. Yes, 281-537-7177. And that's Aaron two A's, right? A-A-R-O-N-K-E-Y-S. K-E-Y-S-Associates.com, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. And folks, we'll post that on our Facebook page and Instagram page as well so that you'll have that information. Uh, you can always go back and you can find us at the Divorce Coaching Hour uh, with Christy Mindelow on Facebook. And you can also find us on the on Instagram at Coach Christy uh, Coach Christy Mendelow. Hey, I almost said the, the the earlier name. It's still getting me. I, as folks, you may know, I was recently married, and sometimes that I had that name for quite some time. And so, you, I'm sure you understand those changes <laughs> happen. And so, I caught myself. <laughs> okay, so we've been through the five biggest financial mistakes in divorce, and we even added a sixth one in there. So. Kaylin, uh, thinking about everything we've talked about, what might be your final thoughts? Yeah, I think, Christy, the biggest thing here is around surrounding financials, and especially during such a stressful time, a lot of people may have some hesitancy or really even downright fear about what this process looks like. And all I can say kind of in closing there is there's no wrong question to ask as long as you're asking the questions. Um, and not letting the fear that you're having or the unsettled or stress kind of get in the way of the potential freedom that you could have just by, you know, reaching out and asking for help during such a difficult time. Uh, it's what we're here to do. It's what we look for and and want people to know that um, the only way to mess up is to not do it. Yeah, I often say that uh, when people say, I'm sorry, this may be a bad question or a wrong question or something along those lines. And I say the only bad question is the one that's not asked. And uh, and so when you surround yourself with people, it really helps you ultimately make better decisions because you have more information. In having that information, you have um, options and you can choose what's better for you. And then also having that team around you as well, they can help you evaluate. And so when you say... Um, you know, reach out to people. Uh, folks, Kaylin and I are a, a part of the National Association of Divorce Professionals, highly vetted divorce professionals, really um, all the professionals who come together to support people as they traverse divorce from mental health, uh, divorce coaches like myself to, uh, you heard Marianne Hughes, who was on our show before, special needs divorce coach, to real estate divorce professionals. That's the next show coming up, the five biggest real estate mistakes in divorce. And we're going to be talking to Scotty and Amber Gifford and Mary Scally uh, and uh, just a number of other things from the financial aspect to insurance, as you've heard from Kaylin today. And so very important to surround yourself. Kaylin, I just wonder about um, your thoughts about, uh, or or if you have people maybe ask you, well, isn't that going to be more expensive if I have a group around me, a team who helps me through divorce? Have you ever heard that before? Yeah, I absolutely have. And I think, uh, you know, the biggest solution to that is finding the right team. Um, 
in your circle, within your budget, whatever that looks like, and, and knowing that one way or the other, it's still important to have. It's always a necessary investment, whatever that looks like, to make sure that you're making the best decisions for yourself and not just thinking about the, you know, the $1 you have to spend right now, that kind of thing. How would you tell someone to how to determine what the right team is for them? Um, I think the biggest thing that's, that's important is how well you get along, right? If your communication feels good and correct and you feel confident, you know, disclosing really personal information, that's obviously the most important and then just being able to be transparent about, you know, maybe what those budgets look like and and what the expectations are, if any, um, from a financial perspective. So I heard in there, ultimately, what you might be evaluating is the communication between the parties, i.e. the parties, the, 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 the person who's helping you, the, the financial analyst or the divorce coach or the real estate specialist. Um, also having a level of confidence in that person. And what I really heard was trust in that person. And so what I would add to that is prior to getting to the communication, to the confidence and to the trust is get really clear on who it is that is right for you. Evaluate that. What would be your expectations? Do you want to work with men, women? Right. Yeah. What do you want? And I think that clarity then would help you evaluate who might be out there. And I always suggest the rule of three, interview three people. And that way you have a better idea of um, who they are, how they operate. Any last thoughts before we wrap? Uh, You actually covered the very last one, you know, not being afraid to try out multiple people and and find what works best for you. That's really the most important thing. Yeah. What works best for you. And I know it's a scary time, but when you find those people who can walk uh, through the path with you, it becomes less scary. And folks, that's really what we are here to do, uh, whether it's insurance, whether it's real estate, whether it's special needs divorce coach, um, any number of those divorce professionals like myself as a divorce coach, we're here to help you with your thinking. You've probably heard that run throughout the show, throughout all the shows is because first we want to get the information, then we want to help our thoughts around it. We're oftentimes in that stressful place, not easy to make good, solid decisions in that stressful place. And so we need somebody to come alongside uh, us as we go through divorce as our thinking partner. I'm one, Kaylin's one, and You know, so this show is one. So please continue to listen to the Divorce Coaching Hour. My guests and I, like Kaylin, we really want to help you. So Kaylin, thanks for being here with us. So grateful to be here, Christy. Thanks for having me. And friends, I'm so grateful you've been here with us today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. Reach out to us at thedivorcecoachinghour.com or email me at christy at christymendelow.com if we can help you in any way. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm Christy Mendelow, and I can't wait to be here with you each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word.